0: this episode is sponsored by anchor.fm if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast so let me explain basically it's free secondly there's creation tools that allow you to record and also edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer And after which, Anchor will automatically distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. You can also make money from your podcast with literally no minimum listenership. So it's everything you basically need in a podcast in one place. So go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get started today. How are you doing, Abraham? It's it's been been two episodes, and you're back. You're going to be the most recurring (laughs) person on this uh, (laughs) (laughs) podcast.
1: I'm doing well, I'm doing well. Mitzpahamon is... Xeric, arid, dry.
2: Arid and dry is the same word.
1: (laughs) Xeric as well.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I exist. The first words of Genesis is... God created the heaven and the earth. Or was it uh, light and darkness? It's like the.
0: It was axi- seven things. There were seven days. No, but the, and first, the
2: very first words. I think it's light and darkness. Yes. Separated the sky from the night from the sky. It's beautiful because axiomatically, the first thing that builds Judeo Christian society is there is good and there is evil. Absolutely. They, they exist. Let's continue talking. Mm-hmm. But, but it,
1: the metaphor of it, I think, leaves room for it to be one, for good and, and bad to be one. To be you know a dynamic like like the day and the night.
0: I can add uh, artist artist uh, point of view that I think in the eighth day Eight. eighth, eighth day the Dead Sea is create because after the seventh day God see everything you made and suddenly a big uh, creature came out and start to cry and then it's the dead sea beautiful (laughs) beautiful
2: why is it the dead sea not not, mount everest or lake
0: because it's uh, (laughs) all salty
2: (laughs) it came into the world crying i'm salty
0: and make this uh the salt. I hold the wood now the holy wood you lied to your listeners and <laughs> and this is the holy wood this is mother nature being being assimilated with another form this of mother nature and we put it in the fire Abraham is disassociated from reality into virtuality at the current moment
1: the cyberspace has swallowed me, and I'm comfortable with my my Dunbar's number being artificial.
2: I think it's, Even. that's what it is.
0: We like the, I, how it's called?
2: Bug, insect? Cockroach, insect.
0: right, yeah, like cockroaches.
1: Totally, it's
3: like a cockroach. <laughs>
1: That's what we are.
2: <laughs> <laughs> cockroaches.
1: You know, cockroaches and mantises, praying mantises, are part of the same family. No, part We're of the all. same genus. If you look at a cockroach from the side, you, you can you can spot a, a mantis' morphology.
0: It's funny that I describe a cockroach like this. How it <laughs> <calls. The> Stomping. <laughs> no,
2: I don't kill anything. I don't kill animals and mosquitoes. Because they're just trying to, like, you know, get some blood for their children, you know?
1: Yeah, I used to tolerate mosquitoes biting me, but I've detached from my Janus beliefs. And you're you're not doing anything useful. True. And I prefer the mosquito not to bite me.
0: Of course. And how did you come into that detachment?
1: That if you lack all preference then you're you're not doing anything useful true and i prefer the mosquito not to bite me
0: of course we have our two friends currently setting up a telescope to look at the moon um which is very interesting something i haven't really done in a very long time Mm -hmm. (laughs) spark Oh, I remember it from Spock.
1: Yeah, but uh, it comes from Kwanim. The Star Trek creators stole it from the uh, the Jewish priests.
0: It's interesting how everything is archetypal.
1: I I think in that case it was stolen directly from Judaism.
0: But then what wasn't? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So tell me more about your interest in novelty. Well
1: the interest side i think everyone is fundamentally interested in novelty we can discuss it from the neuroscientific point of view where dopamine might as well be the neurotransmitter equivalent to when we describe something as new in our lives something that changes the feeling of of change and we can also look at it from a more ontological point of view where the two main forces that everything depends on our habit and novelty, and these two poles interact between each other and form everything from material reality to our minds. Um, If there's anything important of novelty to say, it's that novelty always wins. This is one of Terence McKenna's famous quotes. Novelty always wins, meaning that we can depend on that. It it runs parallel to the Heraclidean maximum of everything flowing. Everything has changed. There will always be newness. And I think that's something liberating to accept to to understand that nothing lasts. Both the good things and the bad. Nothing lasts, so
0: sort of way to fully live an experience is to be truly present in the experience itself.
1: Mono no aware. Hmm? Does that <laughs> ring a bell?
0: Sorry?
1: Mono no aware.
0: Mono no aware.
1: Impermanence. Yes. Ephemerality. Things that don't last. Right. No,
0: no. Yeah, very ancient word. Mm-hmm. Very. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. What does it mean to you?
0: Something mono is something stuff or something
3: like this
2: going on. Right. <laughs> nothing Something. lasts. Yeah. Nothing yeah. stays. Yeah. I say nothing me. Right. Yeah. Right. Like uh, empty. Yeah.
1: Empty, but but also changing. Right. Yeah. 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 But a
2: little,
0: bit, I feel a little
1: bit sad. 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 Yeah. But it it but it's a liberating thing to 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 see that nothing lasts. So
0: yeah. you know,
1: take take advantage of what you have yeah. right now because yeah. it'll leave soon. Yeah.
0: Uh, we don't use uh, today, but uh, if uh, I'm looking for a book or something like that, I book, I
1: can find the Yeah, I think it comes from Zen Buddhism. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, let's discuss uh, planets.
3: Poo-poo-kaka. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's
3: my insight.
0: That's a very <laughs> profound insight. Just like, just like B? like be Your yeah, podcast, podcast is yeah, just B? yeah do you, you want to uh, tell me about
3: what you're doing right now uh, i set up the telescope that we can see the moon and, and hopefully other stars yeah as much as we can because when the moon is up uh, it makes a lot of light so we can see another stars
1: you do circus no way that's amazing yes. wow What what do you specialize in uh yeah. acrobatica. Uh you're an acrobat. Yeah. Wow, wow. Unbelievable.
3: Yes, I mean. wow. Yeah. Who wants to stargaze first? Amazing. Okay. Telescope
1: All it reminds me of is of the crystallized eyes of a blind man. Yeah.
2: Wow, so much light in the moon. Like
0: what color would you associate the moon with? White. Silver, white, silverish white, or an enlightening white? An enlightening is such a word. <laughs> well, for me, it's white. I think illuminating white. That's <laughs> a perfect, <laughs> nice. Yes.
1: Were you surprised when I guessed your favorite color uh, ah, earlier? Yeah. Were you surprised when I guessed your favorite color earlier?
0: But it's not really my favorite color. Okay. I don't have a favorite one. Okay. You don't do favoritism and superlative questions. Huh? Mm-hmm. You don't do favoritism, like whenever someone asks yeah. you, it's hard. Yeah. Yes. So you don't. But do he still favoritism.
1: said purple, and I nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> the fire? The fire. Thank you.
0: Well, that's a trans flag, right? Oh, okay, I thought that was a trans flag.
1: <laughs> oh, hey, you said it. it appeared oh, yeah. It appeared later. Yeah, oh.
0: yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. it from the LGBTQ. That's bisexual flag. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> the pink jack.
1: Maybe some sort of UK feminism. Yeah. This is the best Spanish flag. The Republican flag. <laughs> The Spanish Republic was what existed just before the Spanish Civil War (laughs) broke out. Technically, the reason that it started is precisely because the Republic existed. So maybe Spain shouldn't carry that flag ever again. Leftists think the opposite in Spain.
0: How do you feel about your Spanish identity?
1: I don't assimilate to any national identity.
0: Do you have any in- interesting ideas to contribute? Interesting ideas?
3: In Hebrew, But in English, when you say you miss somebody, it's like something is missing. What I feel currently, nothing is missing. The feeling I have is that I have something I'm excited to go back to, but it's not missing. There's not an equivalent for that in English, because you miss somebody, you it misses. Yeah. But in, in Hebrew, you can say gea, without something being missing from your life. It's just that I have this knowledge of something good that I have to go back to without it being a negative experience.
0: That's very true. I feel and like yeah, language is a very interesting thing that you have so many different languages. And everything in a different language would have a different emphasis than the other one.
3: Languages are yeah. crazy. theres uh, I don't remember where exactly this tribe is located, but there is a tribe in Africa that their way of saying hello is their way of answering to the question, where are you headed? Wow. So instead of saying hi to you, I'm actually telling you my intentions of, of how my day is going to look like.
0: Mm-hmm. Really with with hello
3: we get so little information. They greet each other with information. I think that's amazing. That's
0: amazing, uh, yes. I
3: took translation in high school.
0: Oh amazing. And
3: what you study in translation is how to is how to overcome linguistical voids
0: mm-hmm.
3: because of the differences between languages. True. And it's I think it's an art to know Definitely. how to translate. <laughs> to know how to pass an idea that's been verbally expressed completely different than how you think Burn. but it needs to come from the realization that we all ha- have the same brain mechanism True. in us so we can channel those ideas in somewhat in some way
1: people say that translated poetry cannot be read or understood but i disagree entirely if the translator is good he can he can hopefully reach a very oh. similar
3: uh, I think it just message. It, it can just have a different message.
1: Right. That's that's the point. Yeah. It's, the translator license is that you can you can change the original text for the purpose of, of making it better, right? In for some the sense.
3: Purpose of message. I think with with writing, that the difference between like poetry and books is that poetry relies on structure a lot more. And when you translate, structure is another obstacle. Because if I wa- if I to pass on the idea, I have to give up a bit of the structure. Maybe I need to use more words. It's a it's a longer line. It's different punctuation.
1: It's it's also giving too much authority to the author,
3: right? To the original author.
1: Mm-hmm. Like if you if you were don't they deserve all the
3: authority. I mean, they are the creator.
1: I, I, I like that point of view a lot, but a lot of people would disagree that the author has authority over the message of, a, of
3: an artwork. If I were the writer, I would, I would hope that I'm allowed to have, I'm entitled to the authority. I, I feel that way. Do you feel that way in your work?
1: Yeah, totally. That's good. I, I'm, my hope is to be able to transmit exactly what I intend to transmit.
3: Does that mean you don't leave like I can't interpret your work in different ways than what you intended? you can do as you please
1: <laughs> but uh, but I think that real uh, a true artist has
3: something to say even though the ideal pool is inflated <laughs> for many years now right <laughs> don't you don't you sometimes feel like millions of people have said what you're trying to say before you oh totally and nothing is new under the sun so with being with being a creative i think that's a bit a it's a bit of a numbing thought this is why this is why the interpretation the individual interpretation of it all is so important like when i used to write I feel like my writing was very amorphous because I wanted, I wanted to rely on people's interpretations instead of forcing what I think was a huge creation, you know? Because I had that feeling that the new thing that's going to come out of this, what I'm doing is not new, but the way it's being seen in people's eyes, no one can see the same. It's like we don't perceive the same colors. We can't. My red is not your red, so
1: we don't know that. But but, like yeah yeah, you yeah. <laughs> don't like, know. You it. don't know if my red is your blue.
3: I can't know. Right. It.
1: But but that's why I think having that ideal goal of trying to create perfect communicability, you, you barely lose anything.
3: Because I think we're doing good in that matter. I mean. I do think that communication like human communication can can bring conflict just as much as it brings understanding but but it does differ us from other species I think in a higher in a, I don't know if it's higher because I've never been a different animal I don't know if I could communicate with my dog in the way that I communicate with people, I feel like my connection with the dog would be more intense would be more developed
2: it would be less of the connection that it is today uh, of course it's different. it is what it is we have to it is
3: what it, to. it is, but I'm saying if, if a possibility arises I would prefer to have yeah. the ability <laughs> to be fully understood by and fully understood this different animal
2: okay, which I can
3: get to with like people who speak different languages
2: extend that to everything understand fully everything what is there to live for you understand dogs you understand every single human being every language fluently every biological chemical process you know you're God what's there
3: to live for what now maybe maybe if I have full understanding of everything everything there is I can move on to what's not there yet I can see, see beyond everything there is That brings us again to the loop, uh, to a never-ending loop, because if there is nothing that there is none of, and I can create it, it will be. There's a pragmatic purpose then. Like,
1: if you are that person, if you become God, then you might as well create a new world. You gotta, I mean,
3: you owe it to humanity.
0: (laughs) I feel like writers do that, especially the fiction ones. They create a whole different world, whole dystopian, utopian world. Mm -hmm. With their own characters, their own government system, the, everything is so abstract. Yet it is so understandable, to a certain degree. It is capable of making you absorb into that kind of abstract reality.
3: When it does that, that that's good communication. Yeah.
1: Wittgenstein said that if a lion or asked if a lion could talk, what would he say? Mm-hmm. And his response was nothing
3: the lion would say nothing? Right. Or did Einstein not res- uh, Wittgenstein. not restore?
1: Wittgenstein. Oh. Um, uh, yeah, he, he said that the lion would say nothing. Mm. Language is meaningless. Right? We, we can also start from there. It's language always Language or
0: communication?
1: Both. Uh, uh, because language is essentially the same as communication. Roman Jacobson would agree with that. Mm-hmm. But regardless, um, I think that you need this hope of, of perfect transmissibility perfect yeah. you need to be an idealist if you want to
0: create something big <laughs> I feel like the sense of writing style that you were talking about before I have the same ideas in the sense that I wouldn't necessarily follow the writing rules I would Structure. always bend them mm-hmm. I would always
3: it's fun to bend them it, it, it creates style
0: precisely I want to be unique I don't want to be uh Poet who's just talking about love and life. You wanna, I want to be have a bunch more, of References. Yes, yeah. I would always mix with my dreams or realizations and make something out of it, regardless of the rules and the structure that one would dedicate to.
1: If you become too unique, you become you become not, not understandable. Exactly. Look at James Joyce.
3: But, on the other hand, if you choose to create a language and have an index of that newly created language, then you can achieve both originality and understanding. Totally. You let people into this new creation that is not, not relatable otherwise.
1: I think that's the goal of, of the poet or the writer,
3: is to create the perfect language.
0: I think J.R.R. R. Tolkien did that. A Lord of the Rings, and right, yes,
3: they do have different words there,
0: they have a whole language,
1: it's crazy. yeah, but it's not a, an, a create a new natural language, it's,
3: it's based on things,
0: it's based on a dystopian reality that he writes about.
3: Hmm.
1: You know, but, uh, like, the goal is not to create another societal language, the goal is to create to use language so well that it's unmiscommunicable. Uh, I think we go back to that point. It's it's just a goal, though. That's that's to what we use it language
3: like. as we use math. Exactly. Just to have it obsolete. Obsolete in what sense? In the sense that there's no way to argue about it. There's no way to argue about one plus one. Exactly.
1: Yeah, that's. It. I think once again, but it's just a goal. You know, it's just a utopia.
3: When you say utopia you mean something that's not reachable
1: no something that doesn't necessarily exist utopia in, in greek utopos
3: doesn't necessarily it does leave an option of it existing because i think we use language as a translation to what we see feel hear it's like this is what communication is i have this experience i want to transfer it to you this is how i use language and in that matter meth, which is which is Non-arguable in its sense is a, a language of of itself, because no one told us there is one plus one. We we found it. We gave this. Uh, we gave this meaning. And it fits remarkably well with, with yes. reality. Yeah. and I think we can do that with language too. Mm. We we can take the the formation that we that we achieved. The structure that we achieved with math, we can use it in language. It just needs, it kind of asks for union for the unification of the human race. Because hmm. as as long as there's
1: one language that is understood by all, yeah. everyone can understand it.
3: Right. Someone tried to do that actually. Yeah, Esperanto. Esperanto. He Espiranto. failed, hard. He mm-hmm. failed there, big time. There have time. been
1: several tries to do it. Unfortunately, it's all failed. But I think that. It, Talking about all languages, uh, even if they're they're different natural languages, mm-hmm. the only hope is by way of metaphor, by by poetry. That that is what what I think steps beyond because metaphor paints an image,
3: right? Exactly. The the image holds and the image true. can be painted in every language. Right. Every right. language knows what sand is. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. Yeah.
0: It it's would be the Sartrean sense of imaging consciousness.
3: Mm-hmm. labyrinth
1: I don't think everyone knows who Sartre is.
0: Yeah, he was a French philosopher. Um, he was peers with um, Albert Camus and Simone de Beauvoir. I don't know how to pronounce Bourgeois. it. Yeah, and other philosophers as well, like Derrida and the guy with Foucault. Yes. So,
1: and, and what do you mean by the imagining concept?
0: the imaging consciousness imaging or imagining imaging imaging yes it's when you have the object as the image and that's the only piece of let's say this word for now
1: mm-hmm.
0: that that has its own imaging consciousness and that has its own reflective consciousness and through reflection an image you know that it's an object in a very broader you know mm. sense
1: the condition for an object to exist exist is its image that's very empirical
0: i guess that's how it
1: is a Cretesian.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: this podcast is going to be very interesting
0: oh yeah there are I many gems a, i have a really good feeling about this one you
3: need to hire an editor it's gonna be hard hard to <laughs> project to edit oh yeah we yeah. can go on bullshitting <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> Uh, I, I, I'd, I'd like to, uh, to to listen to mine. It's, uh, it's not a, exactly a fo- uh, the regular format of a Ma? podcast.
3: You have a podcast.
1: I've started and we, I, I we've hopped onto the podcast game. Sanjana has motivated me to do it, although I had been planning it before summer.
3: How long you two known each other?
1: For almost two years. Wow. Or a little bit over two years. Yeah, probably a little bit over two. Yes. Baruch Hashem
3: Baruch Hashem <laughs> Did you have any connection Aside from being Jewish Did you have any connection to the country? Before? Zero
1: I, I mean I, I had b- visited it of course And I fell in love with Tel Aviv mm-hmm. The bohemianism Tel Aviv the is chaos. one of
3: a kind city Even it's now a you can't stop Tel Aviv
1: Right, yeah Start up nation <laughs> No, but uh, but it really has a, has a beauty to it The vibe, uh, you know surprised me as a naive 16, 17-year-old, and so the, the city in itself was one of the main factors for me to come.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, no, I mean, I, I, I love Tel Aviv still, but that romanticization has obviously collapsed on itself.
3: Are you planning to make Aliyah?
1: Absolutely not.
3: Not? <laughs> because, because of the systematic and uh, governmental you know <laughs> aspects of it, yeah. Okay, I dig
1: <laughs> Freedom. And also, I, I'm, I'm in no obligation, you know. Uh, I could, but...
3: But it doesn't mean enough for you.
1: Yeah, honestly. like But nothing means enough for me at this point. <laughs> of being too honest with myself.
3: You're 20. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I
1: decided very consciously to be radically disconnected from culture
2: mm-hmm.
1: around you know when I was 15 or so and my said I was just lazy and the only I didn't you know go to Japan or anything
3: it's good in a way it means that you can you can manage without it you know I, mm-hmm. yeah I mean be- because of your skills and because because the country allows lets you. for that yeah yeah, yeah. thankfully
1: and All also intuition
0: especially. Intuition. Totally,
3: totally. I mean
1: I, I speak very very little Hebrew and I recognize many words. And
3: Do you study in English?
1: Yeah. We're in, in the international program. Right. Yeah. It's, it's part of the university, it's still university.
3: Is it still Gvahim?
1: I don't know what it is. Is there
3: a name is. for the program?
1: Yeah, an international program of Tel Aviv University.
3: Free thought. Speech, power, like freedom of speech. Right. And, and And yes, I want to be able to ruin someone's career if their service is horrible,
1: and if they're corrupt. There was
3: a plumber in my house two weeks ago. I, I own three dogs. There is an entrance to the building and an entrance to the house. You go up a, a couple of stairs and you enter the house. The man left. The, both doors open. And my dogs run to the street. And I go back in the house with the dogs holding them from the leashes. He goes, I don't give a fuck about your dogs. I'm here to fix the plumber." What a motherfucker. Why can't I burn this man alive? <laughs> Why can't I ruin his career? Yeah. He does not deserve to be paid for what he does. Totally. And I'm not, I'm not pro-American uh, uh, capitalism, but the fact that, that they can impact the way they consume by using social media, by actually like getting something to change because they wrote a review, I think that's strong. I think that's powerful.
1: It's one of the few things that social media might give us that is useful.
3: Yes. Power, power to the people. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's fucking crazy. All good with your dogs, though, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay,
3: My
1: okay. dogs are perfect. Good, good, good. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they don't speak. <laughs> I love them very much. Um, I have two Salukis. Whoa, I've never heard that, that before. They are Egyptian Greyhounds. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you heard of Anubis? Yeah, yeah of course. They so. are Anubis. Nice. So I have Aisha, which is a two, uh, yeah, two years old Saluki who I brought with me to the relationship. I have Queen, which the woman decided to give me as a birthday present for my twenty eighth birthday present. As if I'm a five year old, she gives me a puppy. As if you needed more dogs. As if I need more dogs, and and she has Henry, which is a box then that is a designer American designer breed of uh, Boston Terrier and a boxer. Oh, you also. put the wood. In the yes. last
2: one, the one that was here. The one that was here was uh, laminated by in oil. Atzata? The Oh yeah, I
1: can see. Wait, I mean, it rings a bell. The the Anubis dogs, but I want to see them.
3: So Anubis dogs. Um, Anubis looks more like a pharaoh hound. That's why the pharaoh uh, huh. hound is called a pharaoh hound. But it's, Wait, so it's, this it's one, been researched it? that... What's this? Anubis dogs, that's an actual breed. So this very much resembles the pharaoh hound. This, mm. this is the pharaoh hound. Mm. They are the only dog breed that can blush. Oh, really? But I have Salukis. Look at those oh, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. will see what it's royalty, what Egyptian royalty was really like.
0: I like the word Egyptian royalty. Look oh. at
3: th- look at this beautiful. This is a painting come to life. Right, right. And I have two of those. Look at these muscles, dude. What the fuck? Yes. Oh, it's it's a it's a greyhound, of course. Yeah, beautiful, it's from the greyhound beautiful. family. Also, the the Pharaoh hounds—they're also greyhounds. Right. Beautiful, dude. Wow. Amazing. And I don't know. Ma- maybe I'm racist, <laughs> but I haven't managed to make. The emotional connection with other dog breeds than I have with Salukis. I've I've had Salukis since I was five. Wow. And yeah, I, I feel like they're my spirit animal. Amazing. Mhm. Yeah,
1: it's uh, greyhounds are, are such elegant dogs.
3: They're very different from other dog breeds. They're more independent. They're less less whimsical. are mm. More on point. <laughs> <laughs> my my grandfather used to care of greyhounds because mm-hmm. their family hunted. They're good for that, yeah. <laughs> Savage dogs. It's going to be amazing with all the fire sound effects. No need to have the, the backdrop. Mm-hmm. Campfire in
2: Mitzpahamon.
3: Mm-hmm. Episode one. Episode four.
1: Oh, wait, no, four. E- episode four? one of Mitzpahamon.
3: I want to hear more about what you said that you don't believe in favorite what favoritism
0: and superlative questions so Do you
3: not get the feeling that's that you, something is preferred by you to any to the extreme like a food or it's it's undeniable that you have preferences man. okay I, I think that the goal
1: is to be preference less to integrate all preferences
3: so you're working on not believing in it
0: No, I just, like, whenever someone asks me, what's your favorite color, what's your favorite food, drink, I have, like, so many different preferences, right? Mm -hmm. How do I choose one over the other? And so that's why I say I cannot do favoritism because there's all these different kinds of colors or entities or whatever I like. I can't just name one of it and be like, this is the... Unless it's, like, a witty strong connection with that particular
2: mm-hmm.
0: object
3: so you think so you, you you're saying saying something is your favorite is always an exaggeration yes it's to always a certain extent, total yeah. yes I like
0: and even with superlative questions like what's the most what's the least mm-hmm. i don't know <laughs> there are many
3: it can be momentary
0: true it's usually momentary when people, you know, choose one over the other. I mean, I, I hope it other. is
3: because if you've had the same favorite food since you were five. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> There's people, you know, they can't en- eat anything but schnitzel and fries. Is it woman- you?
0: Yeah, that's no. me. No. But I feel like I've already said that on a podcast too before. Like I, I just don't, with food, I'm weird. Yeah? I'm more of a liquid person. Liquid in the person? sense that I would drink water juice, any kind of liquid like cocktails yeah,
1: like uh, um, uh, even if we were taking smoothies with all the nutrients that's might not even be enough, you know, you need to chew for your muscles. true, to be true, healthy.
0: true, but so yeah, maybe that's where my preference lies, and the liquids are not
3: MD&D so you can yeah. chew. <laughs> MBMA
0: <laughs> the jaw clenching effect.
1: there is no poetry to it you know it's, it's just feeling good for the sake of feeling good
3: there's not enough depth I, yeah. do, I, I do agree yeah. and I don't know I'm just like um I'm not a fan of of calmness mm. like I don't I don't search for calm I, I always search for adventure for for dynamics I always want things to move I always want things to explode. Look, I'm
0: becoming sort of, uh, alcoholic. of an
3: alcoholic. Yeah, that's good. I, yeah, I, I feel like
0: in winter it's sort of justified in a way because, like, the heat.
3: Listen, alcohol gets you. Yes, alcohol sure. understands you. Alcohol mm. does not give you shit for liking it, mm. it's mm-hmm. not gonna play with your heart. You just, like, I don't know. I used to hate marijuana i used because marijuana was. Marijuana meant loops. Okay. Meant like thoughtful loops, and I have to think about the shit that I want. And and That's with alcohol, so alcohol is just like this.
1: Right, 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 right. All of
3: this.
0: <laughs> this is what it,
3: this is what it's all about. I
0: don't give a fuck. Raising the middle finger. Yes.
3: No prefrontal cortex. <laughs> but it's super bad for your liver. Yeah. <laughs> Weed technically
1: in- ends up being as well. From what
3: I've really. Mm-hmm.
1: Long term, like five years.
3: At more. any f- any format of consumption,
1: obviously the edibles fuck you up even more. Really? Yeah, but even smoking.
3: Uh, smoking is horrible. Yeah, smoking
1: can give you like, but smoking weed can give you stomach problems. And stuff. You don't say. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Can you get medical wor- marijuana for those? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right.
0: The medical card.
3: The the
1: cure is in the in the wound.
3: Mm. I don't know if it is in the case of cannabis. But maybe it is. That actually connects to strength training. When you do strength training, you have to you create, your muscles, you create micro injuries in right. your muscles that yeah. fill up with stronger matter. Right. Yeah. So the cure is the wound. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or like punching and boxing, you destroy the. Yeah. You make micro knuckles.
3: fractures in the bone.
1: Right. So
3: cool. Yeah. <laughs> we're humans, we're we can do anything almost. We we're don't. just lazy fucks. Oh yeah. Laziness is very much addictive. Yeah. It's idleness self-actualization
1: is the best byproduct that we can find out of our evolutionary mishap of suddenly doubling our brain size.
3: Because you you're saying it's a byproduct because people do get there. Mm.
1: Because for some reason,
3: I mean, uh,
1: what I Tamar said earlier, that I said that accidentally the other day, I said, then we discovered the Mona Lisa, right? Yeah. I meant that uh, thanks to our, uh, you know, the moment of evolving to be able to hunt better, to become the apex predators, mm-hmm. that's left a room for us to paint the Mona Lisa, to discover quantum mechanics. Um, and another byproduct of, of that is, you know, uh, selfhood, the, the relationship to to survival at a it's meta survival mm-hmm. we, can, we can put it that way self-actualization is meta survival uh, why us why why are we the ones that have to meta survive because we're the ones that are metacognitive we're the only ones that are just self reflective but it's just an evolutionary mishap okay you know so we might as well it's a mutation it. yeah but let's be opportunists.
3: You know that's my of argument. Of course, yeah, of course, man. I wouldn't give any of this up Oh yeah, I wouldn't oh, yeah. go back to being a monkey. I love this yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is solid
1: material. Yeah, yeah. 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 a lot yeah. can be cut up. Um, also earlier, m- Sanjana mentioned that we could be in a simulation. It's like, sure, yeah. You know, it seems like we might be, according to you
0: know quantum mechanics
1: and and. Yeah. Uh, Merge. Elon believes
3: that we're in a simulation?
0: Yes, he's all for simulations. Oh, really. it, I,
1: if, I like you, if you merge quantum mechanics <laughs> with computer modeling, it, it seems that uh, sim- we can recreate our world perfectly. It's plausible. Yeah, very plausible. The thing is, who cares? You're not losing anything if it's a goddamn simulation. No. Right. So. Even well. better. <laughs> right, right, right. You might as well... I love the, video act- games. <laughs> hey, uh, look at these graphics. This is amazing. Look at these graphics. This am- Amma- look, at, look at the, the, the graphic mode. Eat food. Amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why we spend time playing video games when the graphics of reality are, are pretty decent. Because
3: video games are in the graphics of reality. If, if it exists, right. don't, don't ignore it. Don't avoid it. It's here. Do it. Don't ignore it we get all this if we if we really get all of this for self actual actualization mm. then you cannot say no to things right. then everything you do will bring you closer to self actualization except taking yourself backwards in the pyramid like right right taking yourself away from
1: not eating well for example some, not sleeping well right yeah.
3: right uh, but then when when you when you lose the need, to, it's not a lose, it's a give up. When you give up the need to survive, that brings forward the, uh, the option of a dumbing down, which happens in some parts of the world. Yeah. There is a big dumbing down in, in the capability of people to think individually. Totally. Yeah. So does that not bring them forward towards self-actualization? Are they going? Ba- are they going backwards because life is too easy? Yes,
1: totally. If, if we're thinking about um, consensus in a unconscious way, then yes. If, if you if you reach a consensus, it has to be a dialogue, a negotiation, and then you reach an agreement. But people have to be clear on what they're saying. You have to be conscious of what you're saying. So yeah, I think that. Being unconscious. So say yes decisions. to
3: things, but know why you're saying yes to things.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good way of framing it. But uh, what he said earlier, don't ignore it. You know, things come your way. Mm-hmm. We ignore them and we don't do them, right? If something ignores you, do it. You know,
3: I, that's why I liked your your thing. Don't ignore it. Do it. It's here. It's in the simulation. <laughs> right. It's an option. It's a pretty.
1: S- an, uh, there's little things to do that are more valuable than that, you know, than working on yourself, mm-hmm. being an object of, of value production
3: for society. So that brings the question, if, if what it takes is knowing that you're working on yourself to work on yourself, wh- why, why is there the weakness of not knowing you're working on yourself? I mean, d- did other people not get the gift or how, how does that work i mean i will never be in a different person's brain if like i will never be a sheeple but how do they go about this
1: what are the first steps into self-actualization i think disconnecting radically from yourself not believing in
3: yourself not believing in yourself but
1: but not potentially in a, not in an encouraging way like uh, not in a disencouraging way I mean. not
3: believing in your existence
1: but, Pretty much, okay. or, or at least believing that you're everything, uh, believing that everything has meaning. You know, y- you can believe everything, but mm-hmm. it, but if you believe everything, then you believe nothing, and that is that is the goal. And
3: then little by little, y- you become a pragmatist, mm-hmm. y- you're contextual. It's, it's, it's depressing, but it's big. Leaving a mark is, is a big deal, right? right. It, it's it's very easy to not matter. Let's Obviously. do it like Elon Musk yeah, and yeah. colonize Mars, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it like Steve Jobs or, or the other fuck, What's his Bill, face? Gates. Bill Gates. The other the fuck,
0: other fuck.
1: <laughs> the other fucking his wife <laughs> 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 that, that are treating ch- ch- gonorrhea and, <laughs> and, and diarrhea in Africa.
3: <laughs>
2: oh god, yeah,
3: that that is something that I find myself worrying about on a daily basis. Leaving a mark. And I think this is part of the reason why I went into creative advertising, because advertising, like I said, is a way to make an impact. It's small now, it's making an impact on what people are what toothpaste people are going to acquire. But it's a study how to impact. Mm-hmm. And impact means leaving a mark.
1: But Here's, here's my qualm. Mm-hmm. Are you impacting for the sake of impacting? Are you
3: exploring for the sake of exploring? Um, I think that if if I go deeper into this, it's a pretty selfish matter because I do this to not feel meaningless. Mm-hmm. I do this to not feel alone. Mm-hmm. I do this to matter. Mm-hmm. I know I matter to my mother. I know I matter to my girlfriend. That's yes, I, I
1: know. You have to matter to society.
3: I have to I have to leave a mark. I have to be a milestone. I have to be history. Okay. And it's, uh, a, it's a selfish matter, but I, be, I believe I,
2: I
1: it's think
3: so. actualizing me.
1: Yes, but... Um, uh, wait, I lost my train of thought. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the Tikkun Olamic motto. So, Tikkun Olam. To repair the world. Mm-hmm. To restore the world. You need, every action has to be constructive for, for the generations to come. That is the idea of tikkun olam. If you want to leave a mark, make sure that the future generations suffer less. Takhfon said that it should neither be an obligation or something to complete, but you must do it.
3: I can do it. Yeah, I'll I'll take that on. If that's
1: you, you don't have to complete the task of re- repairing or restoring the world, just but, leave but a better world. You are obliged to uh, to do something at least, you uh-huh. know, to participate a bit. But but uh, I I don't know if I quoted him. Uh, Accurately, what I meant is that you're not obliged to finish it, but you are obliged to participate to contribute. Yeah, I will. No worries, you are. I am. Let me can I show you a video? Of course, that, uh, uh, on, on your phone. Uh, well, no, let's, let's exchange uh, numbers, but I'll, I'll show you the video now, just so you have it.
0: I'll just pause it yeah. Okay. <laughs>